Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and teacher with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plates and on our minds. Hello. Hello, greetings. Hello. Happy March. March. You got the month right this time. Yes. We're in March. March, in March. March, March, March. <sighs> kind of makes me happy that we're in March. Yeah, because like spring. Yeah, we're like getting getting to like. Yeah. I feel like we're through basically the worst of winter at this point. Yeah. We're, we're like, it's like the lights at the end of the tunnel. We're I always feel like end of January, side. February is like the worst time of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we're sort of. Now we're sort of entering a new cycle. That's exciting. Yeah. So it's new. Like, what's going on in Sarah's world? You know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Well, we, we should, sh- I mean. Yeah. Should we just get into yeah. it? Yeah. Do we, we have a shared suite? Yeah, we have okay. a combined suite this week. You guys. So <laughs> do you want to tell the readers what we did? The readers can know. Okay. So this past Saturday night, we had a Galentine's night, which everyone should do a Galentine's thing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced it just should be part of the American ritual. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be a capitalist society, <laughs> you got to do the Galentine's Day thing. Yeah. So anyway, we went to a Taylor Swift dance party night. Yes. And it was so much fun. It was super fun. We went for margaritas and, like, tacos beforehand. Mm-hmm. And... And then, I had a yeah, blast. It was just like picture a small local venue. Like we said, it's a place where like local bands would play. Oh yeah, it was a small but like intimate and fun. Mm-hmm. They like dimmed all yeah. the lights. There were balloons. Yeah, it was all Taylor Swift music. Oh, there was a DJ with a hype man who yeah. was there just to dance next to him, which was great. Yeah. Um, and of course, it was mostly ladies and gays at the event. It felt like a real safe, a safe, a safe place. It really did. Laura like, and I took over the men's bathroom more than once. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> "Listen, ladies, we're not waiting in line. There's no men in here that's gonna yeah. care that we're in here." Yeah, and both times we went in, the men's room was empty. Oh yeah, and the, there's like a line coming out the women's. Oh yeah, they even had Taylor Swift drinks, which we got teardrops in my guitar shots. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, I took a photo of them, so maybe we can try them on our own later but it was so much fun it was and it was also one of those events where there's so many women there and everyone's just hyping each other up yeah everyone's dressed up too like all the outfits and like Mm -hmm. the shout outs to taylor like some people went really in like they had makeup done like her or homemade shirts and right or they like the dress that she would wear in this music video it was Mm -hmm. amazing yeah i got us all snake rings to wear (sighs) It was just the best. Yeah. We had a great time. I know. And Sarah and I were thinking, like, that could be us DJing this. <laughs> like, it felt kind of weird to have two guys be the DJs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It did weird me out a little bit, but I was happy to see that they were both very into it. And they it. were singing every single Yeah, lyric. they knew all the words. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll allow it. We won't be mad about this, but it yeah. should have been us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was super fun. And... uh yeah. And you know what's crazy? I, like, that night when I got home, I was like, they didn't even play this song. They didn't even mm-hmm. play this song. What yeah. were, did they do that song? I don't think they yeah. did that song. I mean, it, the thing was, like, three hours long, and there was 
there were still so many songs they could have played. Absolutely. Yeah, which is crazy. And that's just, you know. Yeah. And here's the thing. Even if you're not a huge Taylor Swift fan, there's something about the energy of that type of room mm-hmm. where it's like pure mm-hmm. love and just like safe vibes. Yes. Safe vibes all around. Yeah. There were so many characters there. Yeah. Uh, like Sweater Guy. Uh. And uh, yeah, we just had such a good time. It felt so good to be out like that for it sure felt like the before times it did it was a taste of the f- before times yeah um also bonus sweet for me since we last recorded i went to the casey musgraves concert that is Philly. a bonus so that was awesome that also felt like before times except everyone had a mask on yeah 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 but uh that was also fun because i like went out to dinner with friends beforehand yeah and, in philly yeah in philly so I was like, I can't believe I used to do this stuff all the time. Can you even imagine? I can't. It's strange. It's a strange yeah. thing. All right. Well, that was an amazing shared suite. Yeah. Everyone should do it. Well, that brings me to my salty, which is that I feel so old. <laughs> because <laughs> Oh, my God. My salty is about feeling old, too. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, I mean, I didn't feel that old there, except when we were talking to the girls at the oh end my who God. were 10 years younger than us. It was so funny. Oh, my God. So we were leaving. Okay. So we were leaving this <laughs> club, right? And um, like we both, Sarah came out of the bathroom. We were waiting for her. And I'm just there. And one of our friends, Kelsey, like was making small talk with this. I don't even know how. She just became like yeah. friends with them. Well, they saw her snake ring and yeah. were obsessed. So Kelsey gave the girl her snake ring yeah. that I gave them. Yeah. So then Kelsey was explaining that she got it from me. Yeah. And they were all like, well, who's Sarah? We got to meet Sarah. Yeah. And then like, we were like, we have a, a Kelsey was like, they have a podcast. You should subscribe. She was getting us listeners <laughs> for the right. podcast. We like got these girls phones yeah. and subscribed them yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah. We we're like, we'll find it. Don't worry. And they were like, I love you guys. You, I can tell you have a podcast. And I was like, and I was, they were like, do you want to come out with us? And I was like, where are we going? And they said, tell us. And I said, we're no. not doing that. The parking's horrible. <laughs> We're old. Yeah, they wanted us to go to this place that was in downtown Lancaster. So as soon as they said the place, which we love. Oh, I love that place. But Laura and I were just like, oh, no, we can't do that. The parking alone. (laughs) We would have had to drive 15 minutes, find parking, pay a cover charge. Yeah. We were, and it was already midnight. Yeah. We were like, no, 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 no. no." (laughs) I thought they were going to be like, we're going to a bar down the block. I'd be like, okay. But right. No, (laughs) no. We thought about it, but it was a no. Uh, but, but yeah, anyway, like, we're old. <laughs> so yeah, that night after driving everyone home, unwinding, getting to bed, I didn't go to sleep till almost three a.m., which means I then slept until ten a.m. Yeah, that's that's which late. like completely throws me off my schedule. And then of course, like that night, I can't fall asleep as of early, course. so it's like this snowball effect. So then yesterday was Monday. And I was so tired. And I was going to work late at work. And partway through the afternoon, I was like, no. I got to go go home and go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. So it's just like having a night like that now just completely, completely messes me up for the whole week, basically. Days. And when we were in our 20s, I feel like I would do that like at least once a month. 
Oh, you know? yeah. Like, it wasn't an every weekend thing, but I would do that fairly often. Yeah, and it was no big deal. You could yeah. recuperate. It was just different. Yeah. yeah. It was different. <sighs> yeah, but- well, I definitely felt that. My salty is that I got called mom. What? For the first time in school. <laughs> A student called you mom? Yes, and it was so embarrassing. Like, by accident? Yeah, for everyone involved. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. I love this. So... This That's is- like when someone says, I love you, when they, like, hang up the phone. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> So this was, like, my first period class. Everyone's so tired. And they were working, like, really well. And they were – but they had, like, a time crunch. So I feel like this kid obviously just was – like trying to get this done and had questions and he was mm-hmm. like, I need help, I need help, mom. And he just goes <laughs> And I said, Did you just call me mom? And all the kids are like <gasps> And I was like, I'm so sorry to make this awkward, but this is the first time this has ever happened to me. Yeah. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was just like, This is more embarrassing for you than it is for me. Yeah. But it is kind of embarrassing for me. <laughs> like I've never been called mom. Yeah. I used to be like the young cool teacher that like people knew and now I'm just uh, not. I'm I'm irrelevant. Everything I do is yeah. cringy. Like <laughs> I shouldn't even try anymore at this point. Oh no. Like I'm I'm phasing out of like the new teacher, the young teacher vibes into yeah. middle career vibes. Uh-oh. Which is like <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it was embarrassing. So that was my salty. Wow. Wow. So we've reached I'm sorry for new highs loss. and new lows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of highs and lows, alcohol. Right. <laughs> Good segue. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about booze and non-booze yeah so we're gonna be doing some non-alcoholic spirits just to like taste test we're also going to talk about you know that non-alcoholic lifestyle yeah because we're both sort of dabbling a little bit into that side of things not completely but a little bit and um yeah so we're gonna have a lot of like side by sides of some fake whiskeys as mm-hmm. well as some, um, you know, taste tests of some old fashions. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And then afterwards, should we tell them? Well, sure. They'll find out. Yeah. We've got Girl Scout cookies. We've got some two new Girl Scout cookies to yeah. try. So you guys know we love to try our Girl Scout cookies. Yes. <laughs> so it's a yearly tradition. Yeah. All right, y'all. So. All right. Let's get into break. it. Okay. Non-alcoholic spirits. All right. So why don't we start with, like, why are we doing this episode? (laughs) Okay. Well, I will say that I have – I never had an interest in trying a non-alcoholic spirit until basically this year. Mm -hmm. My mindset before this year was always, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. The purpose is to get – buzzed uh-huh right so what changed for you so for me it was more about the feelings i had post party mm-hmm. the anxiety the like kind of the vulnerability of like mm-hmm. oh my god was i over the edge was i did i offend mm-hmm. anyone yeah i just because like the i social anxiety yeah that's post party social anxiety mm-hmm. that became more and more real in the last couple of years especially since covid i feel like mm-hmm. 
COVID, I actually, I drank more during COVID at the start. But then oh, okay. after a while, it's like you just didn't do it because it was like mm. felt kind of lame. I was already at the point you're at now pre-COVID. Okay. So when COVID hit, I barely drank. Yeah. Because I already like don't really drink at home. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't with people. I was just home all the time. Yeah. And I was already like very sad for other reasons. Yeah. And I'm not the type to drink when I am already down. Yeah. I'm not either. Yeah. So it like if I'm already feeling that way, the thought of drinking sounds terrible to me. Right. So yeah, I I didn't drink much at all. Yeah. I I remember specifically going to like once things started for a little bit, got a little normal and we were having more gatherings and stuff. And I would drink around others and I just would have that lingering social anxiety feeling the next day that would like haunt me. Mm-hmm. It would ruin, completely ruin the next yeah. day. Which is just anxiety. Yeah. And that, it's and so crazy. Spiraling about mm-hmm. it. And then I yeah. realized really quickly, like if I would have been sober, I probably wouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if I didn't drink as much, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't feel that way. But I love a cocktail. Yes. Like, yeah. I love the feeling of having a really great drink. So mm-hmm. the idea of maybe not like fully cutting out alcohol, but just mm-hmm. like having an option yeah. to have that maybe one to one. You have yeah. your regular old fashioned mm-hmm. and then you switch to your non-alcoholic if you're going to mm-hmm. have another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like um, some of these non-alcoholic spirits we're trying, maybe you make a cocktail, but you swap out one of the ingredients for right. a non-alcoholic version to lower the overall right. alcohol content. Right. So you can, if you wanted to have another, you could without getting too over the top, whatever. It's for me, it's, it's an option that I want to explore just to have that option if mm-hmm. I so choose. And I'm not saying I'm never going to drink ever again. Like I definitely still want to drink, but mm-hmm. I do think that this is a fun experiment and if it's good like why wouldn't i do it i right. actually really like this and want to have that instead right who knows yeah so it is funny how social anxiety sort of like mm-hmm. catapulted this for me well like and with the drinking not only is your anxiety increased mm-hmm. as like a literal like physical like brain chemical response from drinking but when you drink your inhibitions are lower and yes. you have less of a filter and you probably did say or do some things that you right. might not have. So then you have more fuel for the fire. Right. You're like, why did I say that? Right. To exactly. So like, it's like, I hope they're not whammy. mad at me and like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. You know, all that stuff. Even like, so even at the Taylor Swift party, like I drank, we drank margaritas mm-hmm. that night and I definitely like got myself a good buzz on. Mm-hmm. But I remember even the next morning being like, oh my God, like, did I offend Kelsey when I asked? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like you, even the, the safest of environments, you, I still do that. Like, yeah. no matter what. Right. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's, that's just yeah. a little I have definitely had a lot of days like that. Um, but for me, it morphed in, I think it, well, no, I do get, no, I was getting anxiety a lot recently from the alcohol, but it can also, trigger my depression yeah and things have been better for me in that aspect i think ever since i went on zoloft i think it has made it a little better yeah and i'm also still like very careful about it 
Um, and I didn't drink much that night because I was the designated driver. Yeah. But I even noticed um, the following evening was Sunday evening. And for the first time in a while, like since I've been on medication, I was like, oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> like it wasn't bad. But the other thing too is like just – I am very much a fan of being aware of all of this so that like Sunday night when I felt down in that way, I could tell myself like, Sarah, you drank yesterday. Yeah. Like it was that this like you're fine. Like you'll probably feel better tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Just take care of yourself. It's fine. Right. You know, so I feel like if this is at all interesting to our listeners, like. I say, like, hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this yeah. is something that you I think can a lot talk of more about aren't interested in it. And in like doing some research just to you know have yeah. some background for this episode, everything you and I just talked about seems to be very much the consensus. Yes, like I guess uh, younger people, like millennials and even Gen Z, are very much at the like. Yeah. Helm so, of this movement. Yeah. Sarah did all this research and it reminded me of about like why Gen Z and like millennials are now starting to drink less. And it's so interesting, but I learned about this in my grad class that I took last spring about like understanding today's teens. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, this is so different from when we were in high school. Yeah. It, it, it was shocking to me to learn that like Gen Z doesn't drink much. They don't mm-hmm. have an interest in drinking that much. For Are they the smoking weed, weed, though? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And they're also doing harder drugs. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> From what I understand, there's still, they're still like experimentation with things that they shouldn't be experimenting with. Mm-hmm. But the idea of alcohol is sort of not a cute look for them. They don't, they're mm-hmm. not very interested. In they don't it. think it's cool. No. Um, they also, a lot of it had to do with control and anxiety. Yeah, because that generation is way more uh, <laughs> depressed, <laughs> yeah. but also like aware of mental health, right? And they talk about it a lot, right? We we didn't do that, no. I mean, a little bit, but not 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 to this the extent. way, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. So, um, why don't you share a little bit about the article that you posted first? Millennials are cutting down alcohol without going completely teetotal. 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 I think this is like a British article Interesting. from the UK or something. Okay. So. I always thought a teetotaler was someone who got drunk, but yeah. they seem to be, um, like using it to mean sober. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, the reason we're talking about like kind of like how you and I are, where a lot of these people who are interested in the non-alcoholic or low alcohol are not people who want to be sober. Right. They're people who want to drink very much in moderation. And be very selective about when they drink. But when they're not, they are interested in having something like this. Something that, fun. Something, yeah, yeah. Like they could still make a cocktail or have a non-alcoholic beer or something. It feels like they're having something special in the same way a cocktail feels. Right. But they're not going to get all these negative effects that they feel from alcohol. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um it says 56% of millennials consider themselves to be mindful drinkers compared to 37% of baby boomers. Baby boomers. Yeah. And the sales of no and low alcohol wines, beers, and spirits saw a 102% uplift in February of 2020. That is interesting. Compared to the year before. That is yeah. interesting. Um, 
And this says the they believe the sober curious trend is linked to millennials' desire to be more conscious in all areas of life. I mean, we speak to that. <laughs> yeah, like our generation is very aware of mental health, physical health, like eating well, the environment, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know, like, we're just into all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and trying to be mindful. So yeah, it's not terribly surprising that we're also looking at drinking culture and being like, huh, maybe this isn't the best idea. Right. <laughs> so another article that you linked, we'll link all these in the notes, um, why young people are drinking less and why older drinkers can le- and what older drinkers can learn from them. So one of the main thing you mentioned really quickly was like economic factors. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like, <laughs> Basically, young people have less money. Yeah. It's like, well, I could easily go to a bar and spend $40 on two drinks mm-hmm. or not, period. Yeah. Um, but also, like, when I think about Gen Z, a lot of them are much more aware of, like, the dangers that can be involved in drinking alcohol, like the mm-hmm. loss of inhibition, mm-hmm. the, you know, unfortunately, like, the assaults that can happen to young women. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're more aware of, like, the he- the health risks involved. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's interesting that there's this huge explosion of like non-alcoholic drink companies. Mm -hmm. If you would have asked me in like 2007, 2008, like when Mm -hmm. I was like in high school, if the idea of non-alcoholic drinks were going to be cool amongst my age group, I'd be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But here we are. So. Yeah. Apparently now non-alcoholic beverages are outpacing the growth of low alcohol beverages. That's interesting. Cause I had gotten yeah. you the house, um, low mm-hmm. alcohol proof beverages. Yeah. Um, and they were interesting. I thought they were fun to like sort of make a little light cocktail with, but I mean, if you're going to do it, like just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like it's a combination of this trend of people wanting to drink less and then in turn, more companies are rising up. Mm-hmm. And then that's also generating more interest. So they're kind of compounding like, on each other. Yeah, snowball effect. Yeah. Um, 98% of non-alcoholic beverage buyers are also purchasing alcoholic beer, wine, or spirits. Moderation is a driving force. Yeah. It was 78%. Oh, sorry. 78%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, like. People who are buying this stuff also drink. They're not completely sober. Right. So there's a lot more people existing in this like space in between where they're not sober. Right. There's people in the middle who are like, oh, well, I'll have a drink here and there. Like if the occasion calls for it and it feels worth it to me. Yeah, sure. But otherwise, let's explore these other options. I wonder, um, obviously, we don't have experience in this personally, but I wonder if anyone could like either call in or write to us or speak to us about how they feel this non-alcoholic trend will work in terms of like those who um, have addiction problems. Mm. Like, do you think this is a good thing or do you think this is potentially like a bad avenue for them to follow if you have issues with alcoholism? I you wonder, mean like, would it be bad for someone who struggles with alcohol yeah. to even drink this stuff? Right. Like, is that, is it, mm. is it crossing a line? Is it too close to home? Or is it something that mm. perhaps would help them in their right. journey? Like, I'm, I'm curious to know if anyone would have any thoughts or insight about that, because I don't know. Right. And I'm sure it depends on the person. Right. Um, yeah, because I could see for some people it might help because it might right. 
like make them feel like they're drinking like but that, is that a dangerous a certain way is that a dangerous situation or is that a safe yeah. option because people mm-hmm. may or may not choose to go to gatherings where there's alcohol served if you're an alcoholic right, right. i don't know so if anyone has yeah. any thoughts about that like can you write us in i would love to know yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I had something I just thought of, but anyway. Yeah. Shall we taste test? Um, so Seedlip is actually the first brand I ever heard of that someone was making non-alcoholic yeah. spirits. And I remember seeing them on the Food 52 website and thinking like, huh, that's interesting. Right. Like, I, I, I would be interested to try that, but I was not compelled to buy it yet. You know, like I thought it was a yeah. cool idea. But anyway, we had already planned this episode and ordered the other stuff we're going to use when Allie, friend of the pod, sent me this seed lip sampler as a Christmas gift. Great timing. So thank you, Allie. We are very excited to try these. So it's a set of three. Yeah. So we have their Garden 108, which is their herbal variety. The Garden One says a complex herbal blend of individually copper pot distilled homegrown peas, hay, and traditional English herbs. So that's the Garden. They recommend Mm. serving this with ginger ale and garnishing with rosemary. One thing I'm curious about, is it going to have that like kick, that like fiery kick? Yeah. You know, because you kind of expect that with alcohol. Mm -hmm. You have that, um, well, alcoholic burn. I don't know how else to describe that. I know some of the fake whiskeys and stuff have kind of like a pepper mm-hmm. thing added to it. So it gives that like burning sensation. Interesting. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say these, the packaging on this is delightful. Yeah. These are beautiful. Like I would want to put olive oil in that and serve it. Ooh. So you should save those glasses. Yeah. They're very beautiful. Definitely should save these. All right. So let's try these one at a time. Ooh. It definitely smells like it has a kick to it. Like almost like a jalapeno. Interesting. Here, you smell it. Where did I put my shirt? Oh, yeah. Peppery. Yeah. Yeah, I smell jalapeno seeds. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of basil? Probably. Yeah, herby. All right, we'll pour pour yourself a little bit. I feel like I'm taking a big shot, but I'm not going to have any repercussions. I'm taking shots on a Tuesday night. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Down the hatch. It doesn't have the burn. No. But it's good. Cucumbery? Yeah, cucumber. It's very light. Like the mouthfeel on it. Ooh, there is a little bit of a pepper kick I'm getting. It's a slow, slow burn. Initial flavor is very like cucumber, sort of like... Light lemon, herby. Mm-hmm. It's like way less in your face than I expected. Yeah. Like much more mild than actual alcohol. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. It would I like make it. a tasty mocktail. Like they said, add some ginger ale to that. Mm-hmm. That's tasty. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's very bright, very balanced. Yeah. Like you probably... It would be very refreshing to even have that over ice with just like a little bit of club soda. Or like some fresh cucumber. Or Prosecco. Ooh, now you're thinking. Yeah. And see there is like a spritz, but it's like right. a little less Balancing. alcoholic. Yeah. 
Mm. Okay. okay. That so, was good. I like that. So that was Garden 108. Garden 108. I'm a fan. Okay. What's next? Spice 94. Ooh. Are you going to be able to handle this? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, what does it say about this one? Distilled bark. Barks, spices, and citrus peels. So I think this one's like kind of whiskey inspired. Okay. Um, they recommend you do this one with ginger ale and a lime wedge. Let me just smell this really quick. Oh, yeah. That is much more orange zest. Now that you say barky, I smell it. Yeah. Kind of like cedary. Mm. Hair smell it. Actually, let me pour a little bit. Yeah, I smell more like, ooh, like cardamom, clove. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it smells like a very, like, spiced old-fashioned. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know what? This is going to be very folly. Mm-hmm. Autumn drink. Ooh, okay. Put this in some, like, lemon iced tea. It has a tea quality. Yeah, it does. It's a very mild tea. No, it's a, it doesn't taste like tea, but right. it, yeah. They're just so light. Yeah. They're very It's very light. refreshing. Mm-hmm. This over ice. Yeah. With some apple cider. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, apple Like a spiced apple. Yeah. I like that. Definitely a fall flavor. Yeah. It's, yeah, the lingering finishes, definitely that like cinnamon cardamom. Almost like clove. a hot toddy feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not obviously hot. Yeah, because it almost <laughs> tastes like it should be hot. Yeah. Yeah, you could put it in like a hot tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like or that. Or mix this with whiskey. Would be True. delicious. True. Yeah, like if you want like a more watered down... Yeah, tame down your uh, yeah whiskey over ice. Mm, okay. So this is the citrus one. It's called Grove 42. And this one, aha, uh-huh, okay. It says a sophisticated warm citrus blend mm. using three varieties of Mediterranean orange, lemon peel, ginger, and lemongrass. Ooh, Distillates with the cool prickle of Japanese Sancho peppercorn. I already like this a lot. And this one says to do ginger ale with a lemon. If you get, you know what? All of these would be really good with like a really spiced, like ginger beer. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like I'm thinking like Appalachian Brew Company, Appalachian Brewing Company's ginger beer, which is really heavily spiced. Mm-hmm. With any of these would be so good. Yeah, Over I can ice. see that. Ooh. Ooh. This one is um is it spicy? Uh it smells like orange essential oil. Okay. I'm not really smelling spicy. So I think that will be like on the back end. It's so interesting that this is clear. Mhm. With all these like lemon and you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean like it's so like fruity and like herby and it's clear (laughs) yeah all right Ooh, that is citrusy yeah i like that this one tastes the most um full to me yeah lemon 
Lots of orange. I don't taste yeah. that chili whatever, but the it, peppercorn or peppercorn. I don't taste that, but yeah, it's very subtle. Uh, I, I'm getting it a little bit, but like this drinking by itself. Yeah, there's a lot going on. That's like very complex. Yeah, it would. It's like a really, really nice homemade lemonade mm-hmm. or something. Or like an orange juice lemonade. Mm-hmm. I like, still can't get over the fact that it's clear. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of limoncello. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But not as sweet as limoncello. And not the alcoholic fiery taste that you right. get. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. All right, seed lip. Okay. Honestly, I'm a fan. Yeah. These are I like all of them. These are going to be fun to play with. Like, don't you think it's going to be fun to be like, let me just try that with a little. Yeah. Seltzer water or like something yeah. like that. All of these would be really good over seltzer water. Definitely. Or tonic or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think like the garden one with elderflower tonic. Yeah. Um, I think. Think this... about some simple syrups with these too. Like we didn't even talk oh, about yeah. that. You got a little simple syrup. Mm-hmm. This Grove one would be really good with Prosecco. Mm-hmm. Um, French um, 75. Yeah. Love a French 75. Yeah. I could see this as like in uh, that. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. I like it. Cool. I'm a fan. Me too. Well, should we pause and yes. get the other drinks ready? Yes. We're going to do a side-by-side tasting of a non-alcoholic old-fashioned old and a alcoholic old all right, so we made some drinks. How fun. Uh, let's talk about what we have here. Yeah. Let me grab it. All right, so we got a fake whiskey. Um, this is called Spiritless Kentucky 74. Distilled non-alcoholic spirit for bourbon cocktails. Um, based on my research, this was one of the more like highly recommended bourbon substitutes nice so that's i mean it I looks with. it looks legit it does um so why don't let's try this um yeah by itself real quick yeah okay wait where did i put that and we gotta oh, smell yeah. it so we're gonna just take a shot of this spiritless <laughs> bourbon replacement i'm just gonna say though it smells a little funky what do you mean what does it smell like here i smell it mm, got a little steak <laughs> What is that? Okay, hold on. I can't. It feels wrong to be taking shots. I know, <laughs> especially because it's a freaking Tuesday night. Okay, hold on. I smell a little funk into it. What is that? It's got a little bit of like um, it 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 definitely smells sweeter than whiskey. Yeah, it definitely has a sweeter like cherry sort of scent, mm. like a Benadryl esque. Um, and I don't know if I caught a whiff of the other thing that we have when I was making the drink, but I get it. Whiff of like cotton candy. <laughs> oh yeah, you smell it. I smell Benadryl. <laughs> Benadryl. I don't know. Or like Nyquil. Okay. Sort of medicinal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like the bark and like herbs and stuff. Yeah. All right. We got to take a shot. All right. All cheers. Right, cheers. Oh. Okay. That's not what I thought it was going to taste like. Um. I don't know if I like it. Yeah. By itself, I have to say it's very barky. It is definitely medicinal. It's uh-huh. it's um 
It has a little bit of that like bite we were talking about. Yeah, the, like sharpness. more more so than the the, the seed, seed lip. lip. Yeah, um, which is kind of nice. It has a real like. Is that like molasses? Mm, yeah, is maybe. Is that what the sweetness is? It's just Benadryl-esque. Mm-hmm. It's a medicinal. Oh, <laughs> guys, don't drink this straight. Okay, but let's try it in a drink. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we made we oh, made God. a regular old fashioned, and then we made a one, uh, not an alcoholic one with this. Oh God, I have to cleanse my palate. What's that? <laughs> I will say it's not like the mm. most. All right, which one do we want to try first? Let's try the real one first. Okay, so we gotta like recalibrate our senses here. Okay. Okay. Now that's that's, like a, that's a reset. <laughs> that is a Ooh. reset. That tastes okay. Good. And okay. now I'm gonna take a sip of the non-alcoholic one. So everything's the same except you use that stuff instead of you know. It is so much better in here. Uh, yeah. Then. Because I think it with it watered down. Yeah. With the ice cubes slightly melted. Okay. Hmm. It definitely doesn't. So one thing I think I would always miss with these non-alcoholic things I'm learning is it doesn't have the alcoholic bite. Mm-hmm. Which you kind of learn to love. Yeah. And other brands might have more of a bite than this yeah. one. So this is where you might have to like try a few until you find one you really like. Yeah. I don't hate that. I think I just like. I'm not loving the sweetness of it. Yeah. Also, like, I'm wondering if having it first by itself and having it yeah. be, like, so bad is now... Should we try it the opposite way for the next one? For the vermouth? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Yeah. I, maybe we did this wrong. <laughs> maybe. We can just say that. Mm. I have to say, though, having a sip of the regular old-fashioned, I haven't had an old-fashioned in so long. Yeah. It's just- it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. By the way, if you haven't listened to our old-fashioned episode, yes. it's one of our best. It is one of our best. Well, uh, yeah, I got to say. It's not the same. It's not. It's a different cocktail, but, yeah. you know, mm. it's not, it's, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. But it's definitely not the same thing. Right. All right. So we're going to try, okay. um, Sarah made us a Manhattan so this is like fully fake because the other product we bought is a fake, like a non-alcoholic sweet vermouth replacement. Yes. What's it called? What's the name of the um, bottle? It is Liars, L-Y-R-E apostrophe S. That's the brand name. Aperitif Rosso. Interesting. All right. It, it lo- it's a beautiful bottle. It, it looks like an aperitif. Oh, this says... This meticulously crafted homage to a timeless classic is an exquisite melange of the finest flavors evoking notes of vanilla, almond, and citrus fruits. I just took a sip, and I like this a lot better. Okay. So this Manhattan is two parts of the face whiskey to one part of this stuff. Yeah. With a couple dashes of bitters like regular yep, angostura yep and a luxardo cherry mm-hmm. i like this a lot yeah? better this one also like looked very pretty yeah not that the other ones don't but this one like it looks like a it, manhattan it, it, it could pass as a manhattan like an actual alcoholic one i like that better i do like this better but if it, it feels very watered down mm-hmm 
Like a real Manhattan, like, has a punch to it. Right. You know, maybe this is the type of thing that isn't, like, the star of the cocktail, and it's more of a mixer. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. So, like, instead of, you know, these are cocktails that are, like, whiskey-centered. Yeah. Maybe it's more like these should be, you know, you're making a Negroni and you Mm -hmm. use the vermouth. Right. Instead Mm -hmm. of, like, a real alcoholic one. Or... Right. You're making, I don't yeah. know, a whiskey punch oh, or something. I know something. what we should do. We should make a Manhattan with real whiskey and and this sweet vermouth. True. And see what that's like. Should we pause? Yeah. Do you want me to do that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll... All right. She's back. All right. Okay. Shall I take a sip? Yes. Okay. Here we go. So this is whiskey. And then the, the fake sweet vermouth. Now that, yeah, I like. Let me see. That I like. You're gonna like that. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. I mean that that feels more like a real one because you still have the whiskey. Yeah. But then you're getting this sweetness from this fake sweet vermouth instead of real yeah. alcoholic stuff. So this, like, would give you a low alcohol, lower alcohol Manhattan. Yeah. I think what we learned through this, everyone, is that these non-alcoholic spirits shouldn't be made in a cocktail that are, like, starring an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Maybe Mm -hmm. an ingredient. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be a part of the concoction. Or you could even do, like... um Half and half, half real whiskey, yeah. half the fake stuff. I was just gonna say half, like if you do yeah. a half ounce, like if it, if you have a two ounce, you know, whiskey, you do one ounce of the real stuff and one ounce of the mm-hmm. non-alcoholic stuff. Yeah, interesting. I think that could work. I like this. I think this is my favorite thing. Yeah, so far that we've made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, should we try this sweet vermouth by itself? Yeah. Okay. Let's try the liars aperitif rosso. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what this means, but this bottle has a quote on it. It says, after my fourth wealthy husband died in a tragic accident involving a toaster and a bathtub, what? I decided to give up on love and pursue my lifelong passions of opera and high-stakes baccarat. No idea why uh, it says that Okay. <laughs> but there you go. The more you know. Yeah. Oh. Okay, the cotton candy was definitely coming from the whiskey and not this. Okay. This. Huh. That's complex. Let me see. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Hold on. Yeah, like I feel like this really is a good substitute for like an Amaro or something in a cocktail. Mmm. It does have Amaro qualities. The aperitif. Hmm. Definitely fruity. Got a berry-ish. Because it says vanilla, almond, and citrus fruits, but I smell berries. Yeah. Maybe a little, a little bit. bit of orange. Yeah. All Maybe right. Some vanilla. Down the hatch. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. That's definitely better than the whiskey thing. Yeah. I would drink that on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this stuff's good. Yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely would recommend that for sure. Mm-hmm. Liars does have their own whiskey 
replacement, which I think was the one I wanted to get, but it was yeah. out of stock. Well, maybe Liars knows what's going on. Yeah. Liars might be better than the other thing. Yeah. All right. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan. Yeah. This was very interesting. All right, everybody. This was informative. Informative. Two, two gold stars for Liars, Aperitif Rosso. I'd be interested to try a Manhattan with half and half yeah. real whiskey and fake whiskey and the fake sweet vermouth. Yeah, I agree. That will be our next experiment. That, that would be an interesting combo. But yeah. It has a it's the aftertaste. Yeah, it's something uh, I There's can't something shake off about it. it. Yeah. I don't think I would recommend that stuff. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But the Apertooth Rosso, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Listen, write to us about your thoughts about non-alcoholic spirits. Yeah, let us know if you've tried any. Do you have a favorite mocktail? Something like that we could try? Uh, yeah, let us know. Um, Shall we go to Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, it's time okay. for dessert. Okay, we have two delicious new Girl Scout cookies to try tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> First, Adventurefuls. Let me describe this to you. Well, I think we should do them second because I think they're going to be better. Yeah, okay. And then, okay, so we have Adventurefuls and then we have Toast Yays, <laughs> which I'm not sure if Toast Yays are new this year or if they're just new to us. Yeah, okay. So th- let's start with Toast Yays. It is a French toast-inspired cookie dipped in delicious icing <clears throat> and full of flavor in every bite. Yay! <laughs> toast. And they're also shaped like... An iced piece of toast. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. I don't really have high expectations for this one. Neither do I. And by the way, we have a Girl Scout cookie episode. So yeah, we do. Go if check that out. I already heard it. Yeah. All right. So, well, that first one broke, so we're not going to do that. <coughs> I will say mm-hmm. they remind me, there used to be a Girl Scout cookie. I forget the name of it, but it was sort of like this shape and this sort of mm-hmm. shortbready situation. Yeah. But they had dark chocolate rimmed around yeah. that. Yeah. I, I forget they, the name of that. Did we try that one? No, they're not. A, they mm. haven't been around for years. I forget the name of those. These are like kind of large. The icing Cinnamon-y. on it kind of looks like a uh, iced animal cracker. Yes. Animal cracker, cracker vibes. They definitely smell like uh, like that French toast cereal. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon toast crunch. Shall we? Okay. All right. Here, here we go. go. I don't hate it. Neither do I. It's better than I thought it would Honestly, be. Honestly, good with coffee. Mm-hmm. I was thinking with tea. Ooh. I don't Feels hate very this. British. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was going to suck. I'm not going to lie. It's like a, a biscuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's more sophisticated than I expected. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. What do we give it out of 10? Honestly, a 9. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I was thinking like 8.5, but 9 might be nine might be okay. Toast, yay. Let's hear it for the toast, yay. Wow. Toast, hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Does this mean these adventure foals are going to fall flat? Maybe. Because you told me to do them last. Mm-hmm. Here's the good news. We can always go back to another yeah. toast GI. Okay. Our expectations were low with this. They're high with the adventure I know. Foals. That's dangerous, though. Okay. So mm-hmm. next we have adventure foals. 
indulgent brownie-inspired cookies with caramel-flavored creme and a hint of sea salt. Mm. All right. There's Speaking a my language. There's adorable little girls in the woods on the cover. Mm. Here we go. Dang, that toaster was so good. I love those. I got to be honest. I don't think I would have never gone for those. Uh, you know what it is? It's not over the top with the like maple syrup sweet- sweetness. No, it's really good. It's more cinnamon. like cinnamon with like a hint of maple. Yeah, love it. Okay. Describe its shape. Well, they're circular. They're much smaller. They're like uh, maybe Thin Mint size. Yeah, I would say that. They're a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. They have like fudge ripples. Yeah, fudge stripes over it, but then this like caramel. Where's the sea salt center? Though? I don't know. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. Not the texture I was expecting. Same. I don't hate it either. Okay. <laughs> These are good. I don't hate. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It took me a second. Mm. Initially, I was like, "That is too crunchy. I'm not gonna like this. This is gonna mm-hmm. be dry." But then, yeah. Mm. I did get the sea salt. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I thought they were going to be brownie textured. No. Honestly, kind of thin mint textured. It is. Kind of like if a thin mint didn't have any mint involved. And it was covered in chocolate. Mm-hmm. But it and had a like, caramel thing on it. But like not a mm. not like a chewy caramel. Yeah, like honestly... I don't know if I would know that this was supposed to be caramel at all. Mm-mm. It's more just like chocolate. I like it, though. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be good with coffee. Heck yeah. Ugh. Girl Scouts. Wow. I'm so impressed. <laughs> so proud. You give it less than the toastier? I think the toastiers are classy. <laughs> Well, I prefer the chocolate flavor to the toastier. Okay. I would give the Adventurefuls a they're 9.5. They're pretty much neck and neck. Yeah. It like wow, we yeah. killed it. <laughs> Compare this to the frozen pizza scores. Oh my gosh. I love both of these and I'm going to have yeah. one more of each. Mm. They are I am Okay, Adventurefuls, not at all what I expected. Not at all. Still delicious. Yeah. Toastiers. Uh, Looked like how I expected. Yeah. Did not taste how yeah, I... Yeah, they taste yeah. much better than I, I thought. I thought they were going to be really sugary. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like dipped animal cookies. Yeah. Like, way too sugar, And just sugar, like sugar, sugar, fake sugar. maple flavor. But this was so good. No, they're like a sophisticated spiced cookie... This is a biscuit. Yeah. Um, Good job, Girl yeah, Scouts. Yeah, the Adventurefuls are very much like, yeah, like a Thin Mint cookie dressed up. Do not sleep on these, you guys. I'm not even kidding. When you order your Thin Mints <laughs> and you order your Samoas. These Adventurefuls were hard to get. Yeah. A lot of places didn't have them. And the one um, Girl Scout site that I looked at were only, the Adventurefuls were for hand delivery only. This is exclusive. Yeah. They must know. Yeah. Dang. Uh, well, I'm glad you picked these up. These are so good. Me too. Add it to the roster. Yes. Okay. I'm getting these okay. next year. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Rotate it. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that was fun. (laughs) Well, that was our taste test portion. Um, Um, Time to move on to listener questions. Yeah, listener questions and recommendations. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, so this is an anonymous advice question? This is an anonymous advice question. Okay, Okay, so here we go. Sarah and Laura, help a girl out. While working one day, my coworker Bestie and I were chatting about some of the goings ons that were going on that <laughs> some of the goings on when we got to a place where most friends do, where we sort of began talking about a particular coworker's antics. Mm. I'll just say it. We were kind of gossiping, mm-hmm. which I'm not proud of. In the middle of us going off, said coworker blazed right into the middle of our space. It was dead obvious that we had been caught. How do I go about this? Just some background, I don't hold this person to be a best friend or even a work friend, but I can't help but feel a residual sense of guilt about the whole incident. Should I address it? Move on? Pretend like it never happened? Help. Anonymous. Oh, boy. Well, I know if it was me, I would be worried about this. Oh, it would just plague me. Yeah. Um, I think what you have to think about, you. this person said, I don't consider them to be like a best friend. Yeah. I don't consider them to be like a work bestie or anything mm-hmm. like that. So that's one thing. So if you can let go of that and just be like, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel good about that, but like, they're not my best friend. Right. I don't feel like I have a personal like need to like make up with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If you can separate that. But if you are going to feel this overwhelming like spiral of shame and guilt, mm-hmm. It might be worth just going in and saying, hey, I don't know. Like, how would you say it? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm thinking of the dilemma of, um, like, say this person did not overhear you. Right. What happens if, like, you thought that they... <laughs> yeah. And then you basically talk to them to apologize to let them know. I was talking about you. Right. And really, that's to make you feel better. Right, not to make them feel better, it's to make you feel better. Right. So do you just not address it? So move I th- on with your life? I think How much do you see this person? I think you need to obviously be civil and like very friendly to this person. Um and Yeah, I think I would try to act like it didn't happen. Yeah. But try to show this person that like you like want to continue to have a friendly relationship with them like you don't right i don't think you have to lay it on thick like yeah. i don't think you have to be like oh my gosh you look so cute tonight yeah like don't do but over the top i feel like you're right though like what happens if you <laughs> thought that they had overheard mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't maybe they just walked right, right in was carrying around their day and then you're just yeah. apologizing for your sake yeah also did you say anything that was untrue you know um sometimes it's harsh but it's like yeah you know if you can stand by everything you said right and they overheard you like your your work relationship hasn't really changed it's probably better for both of you to just let it go right but if it were me and i if i noticed the other person treating me differently right then i might say hey is everything okay like it seems like something's bothering you and give them the chance to bring it up and then I could apologize. Right. That's that's the way to go about it. 
It, now, if that person's acting like everything's fine or, like, if you just don't see them that often, then I say just move on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and also it's like this is, and this is so hard for me. But remember that not everyone's gonna like you, and you don't need to like everyone. Yeah, and there's probably a reason why you were talking about this person. So, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So uh, I know it's really hard. It feels hard. yucky though, and it feels like yeah. I don't know. Like you said, if you're noticing their behavior changing towards you, like it might be worth having a conversation. But mm-hmm. if you don't see that person that often, mm-hmm. or if you know, they're just sort of carrying on like everything's fine. I say just move on. Yeah. Because I think that at the root of this question is our desire to have everybody like us. Yeah. And if you honestly didn't care that much before, if this person wanted to be your best friend. Right. Then probably doesn't really matter now. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's a it's a very awkward feeling when that happens. Though. Yeah, when like someone yeah. walks in, you're like, "Oh, we're just talking about you." Right? And yeah, it's it like quiet. Mm-hmm. Very. Has that ever happened to you when you walked into a room? <sighs> Probably. Probably too. I just can't remember a situation. Yeah, I don't have like a head. specific memory in my head. Yeah, but- <gasps> we move on from it. Yeah. All right, anonymous. Best of luck. Best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. recommendations yes i have a podcast to recommend okay it's one that i've definitely discussed on the podcast before but it's never been my recommendation yeah it's my favorite dating podcast it's called finding mr height okay uh which is also a tiktok account okay Um, her name is ali she's like five foot eleven so it's like a play on finding Mr. Right. She's trying to find Mr. Height because she's so tall. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, so she's the one with the TikTok account, but she started the podcast with her friend Rourke, who's not like a social media person. She's just the other podcast co-host. Um, but I really love their show. I think they give great advice. They have ga- great guests on. And at the beginning of each episode, they give personal updates of their own dating life. Mm -hmm. And everyone that they've dated um, always gets a nickname. You know, they never give real names. They always, like, one was the classmate. One guy was the rower. Yeah. There's one that they refer to as ASV, which stands for Aspiring Sober Vegan. (laughs) Because this guy broke up with Allie. And he claimed the re- reason was he wanted to move to Ohio and become a sober vegan, <laughs> which of what? course he didn't do any of those things after he dumped That's her. That's funny. So he's ASV. So yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, but they're both in their mid thirties. They've dated a lot. They have a lot of experience. Um, and uh, they answer advice questions from people. Mm-hmm. But I also want to highly recommend their Patreon. Okay. So I pay, I guess it's like five bucks a month or oh, actually it might be seven bucks a month. Um, but you get a bonus episode every week. And and on there, if you're a Patreon member, you can ask a question and it will like very likely be answered. Yeah. At least right now because they don't have a ton of patrons yet. But the Patreon is very juicy because they share personal updates there that they don't share on the real one. <laughs> so they get things get a little spicier. Yeah. You're like privy to more information. And you also find out stuff 
before it comes out on the right, normal episodes. Right, because they're updating it before the next episode. Yeah. yeah, so like the timing's a little different. So you get like inside scoops on stuff. Yeah. Um, And also they use the Patreon to recap some dating shows. So right now they're covering season two of Love is Blind. Uh. Yeah, and uh, which is why like I've been watching more of these dating shows because they cover it, but I, yeah. I enjoy their discussions that they yeah, have yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just feels like this little like personal club of that fun. people who are <laughs> gal pals, you know, wading through dating life. And they also talk about like relationships. So you don't need to be yeah. like single and dating to enjoy this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they give great advice and they're very personable and relatable. And yeah, I like it a lot. Similar to your recommendation, my recommendation is about dating, but a dating swindler. Oh, okay. I need to watch this. The Tinder Swindler. And what platform is this on? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Listen. Like, I really <sighs> don't know what this is about. This is like bypassed a, me somehow. It's, it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it was originally like uncovered by journalists in I think Sweden. Okay. Um, and uh, soon after, like other European newspapers did their own investigative journalism on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't give away anything about it except there is a specific person who um, is a notorious abuser and manipulator of women and mm-hmm. their emotional connection to him. Okay. And his finances. Oh. Um, and <laughs> it is fascinating, mm-hmm. sad, and disturbing because mm-hmm. this man is still out there. Oh. And he is still doing the same thing. Swindling? Swindling women. Mm. Emotionally manipulating women. Oh, God. It is, but I will tell you, it is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, someone gets revenge, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> And it's just like, I want more of that energy. Mm-hmm. But it is such a good documentary. I was hooked. I it's I think it's like an hour and a half. It's not super long. Okay. But it was a roller coaster and it was a great show. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like one part, like a movie. It's Yeah. It's just a documentary movie. Okay. And as far as I know, there hasn't been like any talks about doing anything else because he's okay. still doing the same stuff. So obviously yeah. there must be more that happens before they... Okay. Do like a season two or something like that. But it's really good. Okay. I, I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. but like once you watch it, I'll be like, oh my God, this guy is such a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to watch it. It's a roller coaster. There's so many things I could say. <laughs> I've got so many things to watch right now. I know. Love is Blind was also going to be one of my recommendations, but I feel like everyone's yeah. watching Love is Blind. <laughs> I do love Love is Blind. Oh, so good. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I'll be like, Sarah. Um, just text me when you finish the next episode. I know. <laughs> I'm so far behind. I know. Oh, you guys. Yeah. Well, signing off with all of you. We love you. Thanks for being here with us once again. As always, for supporting us. Subscribe and leave us a review. Tell a friend about us if you haven't already. Share the good word. The good word of passports and pizza. Yeah. And please reach out because we love to hear from you. Yeah. You can reach us on Instagram at Passport Pizza Pod. You can email us at hello at passportsandpizza.com. 
And you can text us or send us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. Our show notes with the articles that we mentioned today, as well as like our favorite things, is at passportsandpizza.com. And you can follow us individually. Sarah is Sarah at underscore Cornelius underscore. And I am Rome and Go Lightly. That's R-O-A-M. And thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. All right. Toast yay. Toast yay. Toast yay. Have an adventureful month. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys in April. All right. Ciao. Yay. Bye. Hello, hello, hello. Passports and pizza. Okay. Woohoo!